That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. Alright everyone, welcome back to Bat Force Radio, a Batman slash DC podcast with no limits. You know how we do every week, bringing you everything imaginable from the world of DC. And tonight we got a really special guest, we're really excited to talk about this artist with a huge upcoming project. Anyway, let me get the Bat Force members in the building out of the way first. We got Grandpa Batman from Dallas, Texas. Yes, sir. We got Robo Rich from OCP Land over in Detroit. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> and we got Robin Cross in the land of Maple freaking syrup (laughs) Uh, we're getting the next chapter in a batman tmnt crossover comic Uh, we had one uh, what was late last year yes early this year yeah yeah we're we're coming up to the end of this so yeah it was early in this year that uh, that other one must have uh finished so we get another one this time it's based more in the animated series so it has the batman the animated series look and feel and the ninja turtles nickelodeon uh look and we're joined here tonight by the man who has taken the enviable task of illustrating uh, both of these uh, giants of comic culture, uh, Mr. John Somariva, joining us live from Sydney, Australia. Yeah. Nice. Welcome, John. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. So, how's everything going in general, John? Life is good, as you said. Yeah, life's um, life's very good. It's it's been pretty hectic and, and busy um, of late. Mm. We uh we recently had a little kid. Oh, congratulations! So, hey, congrats! Uh, little, little boy, yeah, that was about nine weeks ago now. So right, it coincided right when I was uh, so studying. You, with so this you project, are actually. not sleeping. <laughs> like, between, <laughs> between drawing and the baby, there's no sleep. It's out Who of the question. sleep, man. You know, <laughs> sleep's overrated. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. Um, and, and you're you're coming up to about one p.m. there, your time. So he's probably fast asleep now that you're awake. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. That's right. Well, look, I, I, I got to say, I'm very lucky. My uh, my wife, she's very, very supportive and very helpful in all of this, and she's been really, um, you know, holding down the fort as far as that side goes. Like, I just get to kind of waltz in and, and have a little play with him from time to time, and uh, give him a bath, and I'm kind of getting away with it a little, a little easily, I think. So <laughs> when it's when it's time it's, to change the butt, the diapers, he's like, oh, gotta gotta go get more yeah, drawings done, gotta get another paddle out. Deadlines, man. Deadlines. I can't uh, I can't be putting fresh poop on the pages, you know. Like this is, uh, <laughs> this is precious artwork. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I we um they, we want to give a big old shout out to IDW and John as well for the advanced copy of uh, Batman TMNT number one, which I uh, for as we all discussed this earlier, we think the artwork is phenomenal. But what we want to get started with was um how you started your journey into art and how you you know you started your career and whatnot how you got into yeah when i was um i mean I, i've always drawn since i was a little kid you know so um i remember drawing for some reason i think my parents took me to see jaws when i was really young because um or jaws three maybe because i remember 
I found all these drawings where I, I was drawing sharks and like people's heads floating around in the water and stuff like that. So, and I was probably about five years old. So, <laughs> it's kind of a weird thing to to be drawing at that age. And uh, lots of Star Wars stuff, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and then probably when I was, I would say around fifteen years old is when I um, discovered Jim Lee's art. A, a, a kid at school, he had those X Men trading cards that um, they put out, and. You know, as soon as I saw that artwork, it just made me want to draw comic books. I was like, yeah, this is this is for me. And so um, that's pretty much where the journey began, I guess, like to, to get me to where I am now. I used to sit there and just copy all those comics. And, you know, my friend showed me McFarlane's stuff. Um, so I got like a few Spawn comics and his old Spider-Man stuff. Um, and from there, I just started to discover all these uh, different comic book artists. And, and that really sort of got me into it. Um, I was also a big computer game fan, so I played uh, like a lot of Street Fighter. I, I used to go to the arcade and just watch the other kids play, actually. Um, and I just loved the character designs, you know, and the style of the drawings that they used to use and all that. So that, that kind of used to inspire me as well. I'd see that and then go home and get into some drawing, basically. So, you know, that probably lasted a good maybe 10 years, you know, and, and towards the end of that time is when I started going to conventions for the first time and showing my artwork around to different artists and getting their opinion. And, um, got to a point where I met, I met a bunch, like the internet started to sort of happen, <laughs> I guess, uh, around that time. And I met, um, a bunch of other artists online and eventually we ended up creating like a, an online studio. And, um, you know, a lot of those guys are now, dudes that are, you know, really well known in the comic book industry that are, they, they've all become very successful. Can you share and, um, any names from that group? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for asking because I, I don't want to sound like a name dropping son of a gun, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> no, no, it's So I don't know right, about so, that guy. I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love, I love all these guys. Like we're still all good friends and, you know, anytime we get a chance to catch up, it's great. But, um, so the, the first guy I really became good friends with was Scotty Young. We, uh, oh, we were both yeah. just young whippersnappers, you know, like, up and coming and with big dreams in, in our eyes and big goals and all that kind of stuff. And so we started chatting online and um, then uh, another guy I met very early on was Mark Brooks. So um, basically through those guys, um, I went over to the States, um, went to Chicago and I, I stayed with Scotty, like I stayed living with him for in total of nearly six months um, over two years. And we basically had a little studio set up there where we would just sit there drawing the whole time. And um, wow, so you guys were like grinding it out. You were just, you know. You yeah. Were, this well, this was this was like the early days, you know. And, and our yeah. whole goal was to get into the industry, you know. And so this is just when we started breaking in. So we had a studio called Lead Heavy, and um, through them I met uh, another guy that was part of the studio who was uh, Greg Titus, who he's now, you know, very successful and working in. Um, uh, he, he does all the packaging up for all the Star Wars toys that you could imagine out there. So any mm. anything that's got Star Wars like Lego or anything like that, um, like that little Yoda that you might see up in the top corner, that was Greg's art. Um, he's, you know, I love his work. And um, and the other guy was Sean Murphy, who you might have heard of as well. Wow. So, oh, 
<laughs> never heard of her. Who is she? <laughs> that, that's one hell of a group right there. Yeah, as, uh, as Batman out. fans, yeah, I'm sure you would have heard of that guy. Um, and this is some. This is like a piece of advice that I always give artists when they like that are sort of up and coming is um, to try and find people that are sort of around your level and and that are um, people that you can. They're basically like sparring partners, you know, like right you needs his kin and so you basically um you're always kind of trying it's it's a friendly competition where you're trying to outdo each other and we had a lot of that man because we were like hungry young you know alpha male type guys that are just trying to outdo each other all the time and, mm. and they, like the real the, the real hungry go-getter types you know so um we would sit there and and you know you just uh, i would look across the table i would see a drawing that scotty was doing and that would just get me so hyped, you know, and that would just get me like, oh man, I've got to, I've got to push myself. I've got to get better. I've got to do more, you know, like that kind of thing. And, um, definitely in those early days, we were all, um, growing at a, at a very big rate, I think, you know, through that. And, uh, what, one thing that Scotty has always influenced me with, and, and to this day, I would definitely say, you know, I really admire him for this is his, uh, work ethic. He's a, he's just a guy that, um, sits his ass in the chair and just gets the work done you know and he's found ways of really being very productive and that's something that's definitely um very admirable i find so um because i for me i kind of started off the opposite of that you know like in my early days i was always i was too busy partying and having fun and stuff you know and and i took working in comics very for granted you know (laughs) yeah yeah you know well i at that time i lived in uh, brisbane here in australia as well and one of my really good friends, you know, he's a, a successful DJ, you know, and so we just had, um, you know, never had to line up for clubs. We would just go in and get free drinks all night and hanging out and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I don't know, it was that that was kind of that took up as much time as drawing did in, in those days, I guess, which isn't very productive. You know, it's not good for productivity, <laughs> I guess. But anyway, I've grown up since those days. You know, we don't want to go on about that stuff too much. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, we, we, we had um, we had this studio, we had Lead Heavy, and um, through that we just all, you know, broke in and, and got our first gigs and all that kind of stuff. So my, my first big job was working for Dark Horse, Um you know, I remember I was over at the studio and we kind of had this thing set up where they wanted to launch a new imprint that was going to be aimed at younger audiences. Um, and so Scotty was going to be doing a book. Uh, Greg was doing one. I was doing one. And Sean was doing one as well. And um, we we basically, Scotty then got picked up by Marvel. So he ended up not doing his book. And um, Greg and myself and, and I think Sean did his a bit later or something like that. But anyway... Uh, the day that we found out about this, you know, we were all at the studio and we had a little happy dance, you know, we, we were all hugging each other and jumping around because it was like this, yeah, we've made it, you know, like that kind of thing. <laughs> little do you know, that's when the real hard work begins. So <laughs> it's kind of funny. But um, yeah, so that was Go Boy 7, uh, it was called, and, and that's pretty much where things started rolling from there. Mm-hmm. Um, so how does the process yeah. like that start? I mean, do you... I mean, because do you start automatically on like interiors where you're on the storyboard or do most artists break in just doing covers or background work? Um, well, things things have probably changed a bit now. So the, the timeline that I'm talking about here, this was around 2002, 2003. 
Um, I, well, so for me, basically, actually, it, so rewinding just a tiny little bit there, like one step in the DVD chapter backwards, we go to, um, like, I actually was contacted by Jay Ferber, who he's a, he, he had a few books out through Image Comics at mm-hmm. the time. And um, he was the, the first person that contacted me before any of this, you know, lead heavy or any of that kind of stuff. So, yeah, Jay contacted me and asked me if I wanted to do a backup story in, in the back of one of his comic books. Now, I had barely drawn a comic page at this stage. Like, I, I wasn't even, as I found out when I went to America, I wasn't even using the right paper or tools or anything. You know, I just I had no idea, um, especially being all the way from Australia, you know, it's very hard to find this information out. And all we really had was wizard magazine to go off, you know, that kind of thing. And so, um, you know, Jay gave me these, uh, I think it was eight pages or something in the back of noble causes. And, um, I just, just went for it, you know, like drawing interiors straight off the bat, you know, and, and it was all trial by fire, but I don't know, like, I don't want to sound cocky, but it was very instinctual. You know, it just yeah. um, it just came to me. Like I, I already, I'd already been drawing my own little comics for ten years, basically, like little stories. Um, something would happen at home. My mum would nearly burn the kitchen down trying to make popcorn. You know, the old school way, yes. and um, like that. You know, that would that was actually something that happened. Then I would go away and draw a comic book about it. You know, or uh, whatever, like little little things like that that would happen. And so. Um, I already, I just, I just had it in me, you know, like it was something that I, I, I just was ready to do, if you know what I mean. And so, um, when that opportunity came, I just, just did it. I didn't really think about it too much, just went ahead and did it. And then, um, those pages were ones that I took to, with me to Wizard World Chicago and I showed them around. Um, I remember Eric Larson, he was like pretty, he was a, a good hero of mine. You know, I grew up with Savage Dragon comics and I, I really loved his work. And so, um, you know, getting to show him my pages. And he was like, he was like, oh man, you know, like I could ink your thumbnails, like your thumbnails are detailed enough to, to be like tight pencils. And I was like, oh, cool. Okay. So, you know, kind of got a thumbs up from him. And then uh, the guys at Dark Horse, they were the ones that saw my work. And then that's when this whole thing was sort of going on where they wanted to do the imprint and offered me a book. So I think before Go Boy 7, then they offered me uh, Star Wars Tales. So I did a little story there. Just, I think that was kind of like a show us that you can actually do the job. Um, and so I, obviously did that and then and then i was off that was it off to do to, to do go boy seven and uh, the, the cool thing about that project was uh that disney actually ended up buying the rights to to make a pilot for go boy seven because um i don't know they they kind of thought that it maybe had potential as a, as a animated tv show or something and uh, i got to do all the designs for that and um that was really fun you know so um but Alas, nothing ever happened or came of it. <laughs> so after Goldboy, what was the um, the journey after that with Dark Horse? Or did you branch off into other publishers? Um, okay, so, um, well, what happened in my personal life, um, my mum actually passed away around that time. Oh, and sorry. Um, uh, It was a long time ago now. No, but I'm still I'm still very sad. <laughs> that sounds awkward you know it's a it's a you know it's one of these things that happen in life i was pretty young at the time i was about 20 25 26 and um so i had to move back to my hometown and and basically you know pick up the pieces there like look after my younger brother and sister and um sort of take over the mortgages and all that kind of stuff yeah. so my my head just wasn't in comics so much at that time yeah and kind of um you know i was doing i was doing a lot of other kind of work always to do with my art um so i I worked in 
um, I did a lot of packaging art for toys and, and um, you know, working in concept design for games and that kind of stuff. And I always had in the back of my mind, you know, I want to do like a, a creator-owned sort of a thing. And so um, I, I, I teamed up with a few different buddies along the way, you know, and, and started trying to come up with ideas of what would be really cool, you know, and some of those ideas I still want to work on sometime in the future. Mm. Um, but the one that really stuck was um, – the one that really stuck was uh, Gemini, which was something that I – teamed up with um jay ferber again mm. so i basically sent him an email at some point and i was like um you know it'd be really cool to do like a like a single hero type of a book you know so like a spider-man that sort of thing um i'm sick of drawing all these different team members and you know so many characters on a page all the time like it'd be cool just to focus on one character and he had this idea where you know that he was playing around with which was what basically became gemini mm. um and we we basically just approached the image and said, um, we've got this idea, we'd like to do it. And they're like, yep, go for it, green light straight away. So that was really um, very lucky again. And um, we we didn't have to like show them any pages or anything like that. And so off we went and that was the next book that I worked on. And um, again, my, I don't know what to call it, but I it, it's, it's a mix of um, just maybe not good self-discipline that I had at the time and also just wanting everything to be perfect. So that kind of can stifle you sometimes when it comes to productivity mm -hmm. and that like Gemini suffered from that. And uh, part of it was, um, I mean, I was drawing this thing and I was going, man, I'm going to, I'm going to burn the comic books industry with this, you know, like this is going to be the greatest comic book ever made. And mm -hmm. this is the kind of just the, the sort of passion that I had for it at the time. Yeah. And inevitably, like when the comic comes out and it doesn't do as good as you think it's going to do, you know, so I had the, the wind knocked out of my sails, you know, and I was there going, oh, you know, like this sucks. <laughs> Everyone's idiots. They've got no idea what they're missing out on, you know, like this kind of thing. And um, so I just started lagging, you know, getting behind and behind. And so Gemini, oh man, like the, the poor thing suffered, you know, and not only that, but financially, I, like I wasn't earning any money off it at all. Like, you know, it was, it was just me spending time and, and not getting paid at all. So, um, you know, I had to find a part-time job and then that kind of like ate into the deadlines and all that kind of stuff as well. So it was a, it, uh, what I would boil it down to is, um, you know, my lack of discipline, I guess, because I, I feel like if I just, if I was me now, you know, you just stick with it just keep pumping it out and get the thing out there because you can actually build momentum. And the, the, the crazy thing was our sales were going up with each issue. So your first issue comes out, then you get that second issue dip, but then straight away with the third issue, our numbers went up and the fourth issue, they went up. So um, at least that's what I remember from the time. And, and so I feel like if we'd really stuck to it, you know, and made it an ongoing series and all that, who knows, like it could have actually been something more. Mm. But anyway, that's, you know, uh, it, it's not a regret. It's just a, a lesson learned for me. And um, my whole career from that point has just been me proving to myself that that I know I can do this and that I um, th those those demons from my past are like way behind me now. Basically, you know. So um, the next project that I got, so I was in I was at San Diego Comic Con. This is two thousand and nine, and I met uh, an editor from Wildstorm at the time. Mm. And um, he was always, as as I found out, he'd been checking out my work, and he uh, he got me onto this book, Free Realms, which was based on a Sony computer game. Mm. 
um, that was going around at the time. And, you know, that was six issues and I, I pumped them out, man. Like, you know, that was hit every deadline, made sure I got it all out there. And then, um, so that was cool. And I was like, yeah, this is great. Like, uh, this, this means that I'm gonna, now I'm, now I'm back in the comic book industry, you know, like now I can start getting some more work. And so I was talking to my editor at the time and I was going, okay, so what's next? What do we do? And, um, the, the plan was that I was apparently in talks for drawing Batgirl. And I was very excited about Mm -hmm. that because, you know, that, that just sounded perfect for me. And so what year was um, they asked me to do a, this was a... Uh, this would have been 2010 oh, around right, then right before the new 52 okay. yeah. yeah yes um, I'm trying to think. New 52 I was, 2011. was it yeah okay I, I remember so what they were trying to do at the time this this is all the information that I have I don't know how much of this is um, smoke blowing and how much of it's true and all that kind of stuff you know you only have the information that you get and uh, for, for, for what I was told was do this pinup piece. I don't know if you guys have ever seen this Batgirl piece that I did that had the three Batgirls. So it has, um, you know, Babs, uh, Stephanie, and, and Cassandra Kane. I, I, I literally have that piece on my computer screen right now. Oh, you do? Awesome. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so that so that piece was the little, like, sample that they were going to show around. And apparently everything was, was all good. Everyone was happy. And then um, the editor that was in charge of that project ended up leaving for Disney or something like that. And so whoever came on next, they had someone else in mind and, Hmm. you know, that's, that's the way these things go sometimes. So, um, you know, that was cool. So then from there, uh, I think that's when I finished, I think I finished, um, the next Gemini. I I worked on a little project with, um, one of my other heroes in comics, like another guy that I really look up to. And, um, I got to meet him at that same convention, that San Diego that I went to through another friend um so that was jeff matsuda and you know jeff's very well known for being the guy that basically came along after bruce tim and and redid the batman animated series and all in his style and all that kind of thing so yeah the uh, um, new adventures yeah 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 that's i think that's the one and um so i met jeff and we you know he was just so so nice to me and, and we went back to his you know hung out at his house for a few days and just stayed over there and um you know got to talk art and all that kind of stuff and that kind of began my second uh, kind of journey of, of really reinventing myself and learning, you know. And uh, so it, it was it was like it was like going to Yoda, you know, like in learning from this Jedi master. So I don't know, his house was like <laughs> there for me. So you know, um, he was teaching me stuff that that my brain just wasn't ready to even comprehend at the time. And uh, slowly, as the years have gone past, I've been going, ah, oh, like little things click in place in your in your head, you know. Yeah. And so, um, which all of that has helped me. It's been invaluable, you know, to, to this day. And so I did a little project with Jeff and, and his team, um, another friend, Aaron Lucen, who, who's the he was one of the colorists from the team Liquid back in the day. So, um, you know, these are all people that I really looked up to. So, you know, at some point you stop and pinch yourself and go, why the hell are these guys even paying attention to me? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> which is kind of cool. But uh, anyway, so the next thing I did was Rexodus, maybe I want to say. And so Rexodus was basically a, just a team from 
uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Is that right? <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I'm very familiar <laughs> with Tulsa, Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, you are? Okay, okay. That's around your near you. You must be the Texas guy. Is that uh, <laughs> yes. Grandpa or Rich? One of you guys, I don't know. <laughs> yes, I'm from Texas. <laughs> By way of okay. Oklahoma, so yeah. Nice, nice. Well, Oklahoma uh, kicked him these... out, so now he's in Texas. Next step is Mexico, right? They're going to throw you over the wall. <laughs> going further and further south. He's going to be out by the time. He's going to be out by the time Trump puts up the wall. Gonna yeah. Blow him into orbit. <laughs> oh, good. Sorry. Uh, so Rexodus was basically um, the the guys got in touch with me and what caught my eye was that um, the character designs that were already done for this were done by another guy who's a good friend who's um, Sean Cheeks Galloway. I don't know if you guys are familiar yeah, with his yeah. work. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He did, a, he did a, a, one of the Batman black and white statues, you know, to bring it back to your Batman territory. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he he was also a part of Lead Heavy, so we had two other guys that came on board after, which were Kyrie Randolph and, and, um, and Sean Galloway. Um, and so... Uh, Sean had done these designs and I just looked at them and I was like, oh man, these would make the coolest toys. So, um, you know, you, you, you get, you get a lot of random emails once you've done a few comics, you know, from people sort of going, oh yeah, do you want to work on my project? You know, and it's, um, usually for the exposure, you know, and all this sort of stuff. So, um, I just wrote back to them and was like, okay, um, if you guys are serious, you know, this is my rate. Uh, this is what I would be happy to work for. This is the team that I would like to bring on board. Um, and if you guys are happy with all of that, then let's talk. Mm. And yep, they were more than happy. Uh, it all kind of worked out. And so off we went, we, we created this, um, made this comic and, you know, these guys have a lot of experience doing visual effects in movies and, and a lot of big projects. They're called steel house and, um, they have a lot of their own properties and things that they like to develop. And, um, I think the idea here was that they wanted to have something that would show that this concept could work as a story and, and perhaps then that would um, lead to like a, an animated film or something like that. Yeah, I, I did that project. That was really fun. Um, they shopped it around for a couple of years and ended up, um, it ended up that Dark Horse published that one. Then from that point, I started working on a lot of Turtles stuff at that point, I think. So this would have been about 2013. Oh, which, uh, um, how, how, did that, how did that come up, uh, getting into the Turtles thing? I wanted to ask about that. Basically, um, okay, so I grew up with the Ninja Turtles. I, I, I came back uh, from living in Western Samoa, which was a, an island in the middle of nowhere. My family lived there for two years and um, got back to Australia and this TV show just started, which was the, the Ninja Turtles cartoon. Was that the and 80s, it, 90s one? Yeah, 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 yeah the 80s, yeah, the, cool. the good old 80s, 90s. Uh, it was early 90s when I saw it, I guess, because I yeah. got back in 91. Well, it and, started um, we, at the end of the 80s, that's what I mean. I, I, I think it started in 89, yeah. Uh, the, the, you know, back in those days in Australia, everything apparently came here by ship, So, and it took two years to arrive because they were like paddling <laughs> with rowboat paddles or something, I don't know. So, yeah, we, we didn't get it till around 91 yeah. i think <laughs> but um yeah that oh man that cartoon i loved it you know like <laughs> i used to come home after school and just um it just fascinated me like this idea of mutant turtles like i already love turtles as a as an animal they're just such a cool creature you know with their little shell and it really looks like they're wearing some cool kind of armor and gear and, and that kind of thing and um, so, yeah, I started, started, really got into that and I started drawing Ninja Turtles obsessively like all the time. <clears throat> so much so that to that point, you know, I'd go to school and I went, uh, I used to go to school in a bit of a rough area. 
And, um, you know, some of the kids used to try and use that as, as ammunition against me. But, um, you know, I, I could handle myself all right. So you broke out the nunchucks. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I know where this goes. I, I, I literally made myself a pair of nunchucks, like in, in my dad's garage. <laughs> and, uh, and I was I was like, you know, I smacked myself in the head so many times with like the, this hard piece of wood because I had no idea what I was doing. And one time I was like spinning it around, you know, above my head and the chain, I made this crappy chain out of metal and it just split in half and one side went flying into the neighbor's house you know and i think i nearly oh. broke their window or something so. <laughs> i think we all yeah. have stories like that it's like a rite of passage you had to like, <laughs> defile yourself or break a lamp or something with homemade nunchucks uh, it's got to be done it's got to be done so uh anyway um yeah i was drawing lots of turtles and then eh, then we'll fast forward a few years so so basically i became a little i became a little um maybe bitter towards drawing them because be, just because of how um, it, it was at school, you know, with the kids and stuff. Mm. And um, so, you know, I kind of would draw them a little bit. But then when I had my 13th birthday, I think it was, because, you know, at that age, you, you just want to grow up and you want to show that you're a, an adult now or whatever it is, you know, you want to show that you're not a little kid anymore. And so um, my parents did a, a my birthday party when I was turning 13 and, and it was all like, so Ninja Turtle themed out and all my friends came over and I just felt like the biggest lame-ass, you know, so <laughs> I, I just kind of, uh, I turned my back, I turned my back on the turtles for a while, you know, I felt, uh, I felt a bit embarrassed, but secretly I would still play with my, like, Usagi Yojimbo and Leonardo figures and stuff, I guess, but anyway, um, then many years later, the trailer came out for, for the 2008 animated movie that they did, and uh, it just blew my mind. Like by that stage, I was fully, you know, drawing comics professionally and all this kind of stuff. And um, I loved that trailer so much, and it just made me go, oh, I haven't drawn Ninja Turtles in years. I should draw them again, you know, like because I really love these characters. Mm-hmm. And I did this one drawing of uh, Michelangelo, which um, you know you might have seen it around. I don't know. It's on my DeviantArt and stuff. But um, this this one drawing kind of it, it was like the first time that a drawing of mine just sort of blew up like wildfire it went all over the place i've seen at least you know 15 different versions of it tattooed on people and all this kind of stuff and um you know bootleg t-shirts from china and people in russia selling posters and all this kind of stuff <laughs> which i don't see any of that but anyway um and so i because you know people reacted so well to that i, I was like oh, okay and i did another i did a Raphael as well and people really liked that one. I was like, ah, oh, this is cool. You know, people uh, seem to like my, my take on the Ninja Turtles. And so I kind of, um, in the back of my mind, I was like, oh, I'd, I'd like to draw the Ninja Turtle comics. And I think IDW at the time, they got the the rights for it, you know, years later. Um, and I, I, I just figured the best way to try and um, get their attention was to just maybe do lots of Ninja Turtle drawings and put them out there since people were kind of reacting well to it. And so I just kind of subtly did that in the background. And I, I wasn't, I'm not really one to, um, I've been pretty shit, to be honest, in my career about contacting the, the companies and the editors and reaching out to them. I mm-hmm. kind of had this, uh, they'll come to me when I'm ready type. Um, I don't want to call it an attitude, but that that's how I thought at the time. I really 
just believed that I was never ready, so they would come to me when I was ready. And now, now these days, it's a little different, you know. Like it's the the whole squeaky wheel gets the oil type thing, you know. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm a bit more like, uh, hey, you know, don't forget me. I'm out in Australia, I'm ready to work. You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> and so um, I, I I was just putting putting the stuff out there, and I guess some the right person saw it, and sure enough, someone from IDW. Uh, sent me an email and got in touch with me and they were like um, do you want to do some sketch covers and so they sent me uh like a bunch of those and you know um okay okay this will be a good like springboard type thing so i just made sure i kicked ass on these uh sketch covers i did the best i could and they put them up for sale uh, on a like a it was idw limited which is like a special you know side boutique um type website that they have where they sell you know original art and things like that and um they did all this like marketing like you know we're going to put these sketch covers up for sale and blah blah blah. and so um the day that they went up like i went to check the website and i go where where are my covers they didn't put them up there and so i wrote to the guy and go what happened like didn't you guys want to sell them or something he goes no we put them up and they sold out in four minutes like, <laughs> nice the, oh, wow. the whole set wow. Like, oh wow okay <laughs> that's awesome that's really cool you know, I kind of <laughs> so do i have a job <laughs> <laughs> so well that's the thing so i um i then talked to the guys and i was like all right well hey why don't why don't you guys get me uh, like to do some actual covers then and that way next time i do sketch covers they'll be worth a hell of a lot more, you know, because people will be a lot more interested because I'll be known as an official Ninja Turtles artist, you know. Mm. And um, so, yep, they put me in touch with the, 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 my editor now, Bobby Kerner, and he, um, you know, gave me a, one of the animated covers, you know, and I was kind of like, oh, I have to draw these animated version. I don't get to draw the real Ninja Turtles, you know, this sucks. <laughs> but I'll do my best, you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to draw this like as if this is the only version of the Turtles that I know. And um, so for, for and... some people, that that is the version though. Just like uh, there's there's a huge audience in the yes. Batman realm that uh, you know animated series Batman is their thing, and that's the same for Turtles. So yeah, even if yes. you're drawing the animated style, there there's a huge section of people that that's their jam. Yeah, those yeah. those Nickelodeon no, Turtles are huge now. They're mass, a whole new generation. So you know, right? You're at the well, so so. You, Here's the thing. I so I went away and um, I really did my homework, as I do with with any project that I work on. And I started watching the actual TV series and and getting into it. And and I absolutely agree with what you guys are saying because um, how funny is that know, show I, though? Like how oh, it's it's fantastic. It's, like the it's the so and, clever. I love it. Yeah, it, it's it's um it's got all the elements from you know like back to the original comics as yeah. well. Like they've stayed quite faithful to a lot of those things as well and. Um, you know, it's, it's really, it's, it's so, it is really well done. Like I, I would actually say it's, I like it better than the eighties. I do too. Version now. And we grew up <laughs> on that. He was just saying that actually. And, and, yeah. Yeah. We, and we grew up on that, but this, this version is so tightly knit and well done and yeah. clever and written. And uh, it's just, and it pays homage to so many different, it, I think it takes a lot of the good elements from all the stuff from the past. And puts it yes. into this one, and uh, and three D animation works pretty well for it as well. And oh, you have to remember that that one that we grew up with was an example of the eighties and nineties cartoons that were essentially mm-hmm. a thirty minute commercial for toys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> that, true. The, the, and it, and the, it's the funny cartoon. The, the cartoon was when they cause the turtles were originally right. They all four of them wore red. 
And it was when the yeah, cartoon right. came that they put them all in colors so that That's true, yeah. parents would have to buy their kids full toys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that was why that happened. You know, they couldn't just yeah. buy them one toy. There you have you have the Ninja Turtle. Pretend it's all That's four. So they, they gave them four different colors, so you had to get four different ones. But before it was all we, about selling sense. the toys. Before we jump back on, yeah. on track, I just want to ask, um, John, have you seen the episode where uh, I think it's called the Transdimensional Turtles when these new turtles go back? And jump into the '80s cartoon turtles. Oh yeah. And then yeah, they, yeah, and then yeah, both that... of them fall into the old school gritty Mirage comic turtles, and they chase uh-huh. them out. It's like, it's. Oh, uh, it's, it's that is so awesome how yeah. they can how they can do that. And I was really uh, I was really excited to see how they would translate, um, you know, the style of the 3D turtles into the 2D and the 2D ones into 3D and all yeah. that. It, it, it's and really cool like how the they they pulled that panels. off. Yeah. So so I, I I definitely like the thing that. It was really funny because when I first saw them, when I first saw that they were doing this new series, you know, and you kind of see their cute little faces and the fact that they have three toes and the fact that they're all um, different from each other, you know, and those things can be a turnoff for a kid that grew up in the 80s or on that 80s version in a way. Mm. And then, um, but once you actually, uh, as soon as you watch that first episode, it grows on you instantaneously and... Then you start thinking, you know what? The three toes actually make sense. They have three fingers, so why wouldn't they have three toes? You know, yeah. and then um, the the individual designs, like like that, is so much better than having four clones of each other with different colors. You know, like yeah, uh, the design actually speaks to their personalities. And that's true. I think uh, Donnie of course has now that I'm tooth and I think uh, yeah, Michelangelo yeah, has the freckles and yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah and it and it all it all plays to their personalities and all that kind of thing and the the, the designs are very strong you know they actually reinforce um, all the attributes of those characters and uh, you know you well once you it, a, a lot of the time as a human being I think we're all very uh, we can be stubborn and pig-headed and you know if it's not like your original thing that you remember from when you were a kid then um, you know you, you can be weird about it sometimes and so um, but then, sure enough, late one night, I was up, you know, 2 o'clock in the morning, and one of the old 80s episodes came on TV. And I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to watch this. And then as I was watching it, I was just going, this was so shit. It was. Like, it's, so, it's, it's, it's just so lame. It is. You know, like, like that's it's looking like, back at it now. Get him, Donatello. Cowabunga. <laughs> yeah. Well, that kind of stuff, you know. So, and and in comparison, like you know, this is way more gritty and cool and all that kind of stuff, you know. So, yeah, it's it's kind of funny, and I, I hope uh, I hope that I hope that many of the older Turtles fans, like myself, you know, give this new one a chance in that way because um, it does it it can get that little bit of stigma, but you're just missing out on something that's so cool, that, you know, that really celebrates um, you know this thing that we all love. So. Yeah. This is Selena Kyle. Some call me Catwoman. And when I'm not pulling the perfect crime snatching diamonds, along with Batman's heart all over Gotham, I'm curled up next to my kitty and listening to Bat Force Radio. Okay, so should I? I'll, I'll go back to so yeah, you uh, basically I did work. this yeah. first cover and I, I feel I feel like I, I did a pretty solid job. You know, I was very happy. I was pretty happy with with myself, I guess, which is a rare thing. But um, I thought I did okay, and and then uh, you know, more time passed. I can't remember what I was working on. I did a bunch of stuff in games and things like that, and then um, uh, they asked me to do another cover, and then they were going to relaunch the series as Amazing Adventures, and 
um, my editor had asked me to do the, the cover for issue one, and I was like, yes, this is cool. You know, I get to do a number one cover. I'm pretty excited about that. And then uh, he actually came out to Australia for one of the conventions down here. And um, so we're all hanging out, you know, after hours and, and got along really well and stuff. And, you know, it was a pretty fun environment. And um, so one, one day we're just sitting down and talking and, you know, he's going, oh, okay, so uh, have you started working on the second cover yet? And I was going, oh, I didn't know you wanted me to. He goes, yeah, I, I told you, you're, you're going to be the series cover artist, like you're doing the whole series. And I was like, oh, really? Okay. I had no idea. Thanks. That sounds great. So, you know, got back home and there we go. Like that, that, um, that was, that was my regular gig then for two years, I guess. Oh, sorry, for, for a year. Cause I did 14 covers in the end, but in between that time, I also did a few backup stories and all that kind of stuff. When you do covers, do they give you like the script to read or do they just tell you, okay, this is kind of the synopsis and go. Um, okay. So for the, for the first, I think three three issues um nothing had really been written yet or, or decided upon so it was all um you know just for solicitations and that kind of thing so basically they just said you know just give us some cool cool looking turtles covers and um so i just went away actually the, the there was one thing there that i forgot I, so what i did is i went away and i thumbnailed like um six different covers or something like that and um you know, you're thinking that they would just choose whichever one they like the best out of that batch. And that's what I showed them. And they said, and I said, you know, I think these would make pretty cool covers. Like, like uh, I would be happy drawing any of them. And, um, that's when Bobby had agreed and, and he wrote back to me and he was like, um, yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, um, let's just, let's just do all of them basically. And so <laughs> I would pick and choose from those thumbnails and just make that a cover so one of these days when i keep meaning to do it but i haven't had a chance i'll post up all that that set of thumbnails which then became you know the whole set of like covers basically um and so yeah so so for the, that first batch it was just draw cool shit and then at some point i kind of <laughs> got um i was like oh, i want to start drawing some of these support characters like you know and start to get to know because it has such a rich you know cast of characters so many cool different mutants and villains and all this sort of stuff and um, so the first one I think I got to do with that was with the Mutanimals. So, um, you know, the, 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 they were like one of the side teams from the, the Turtles TV show or story. And so from there, they would send me like just basically the overall synopsis most of the time. And every now and then I would get an actual script and I could read through it and, you know, get an idea of what was happening that issue. So I'd, I'd just come up with something based on that. And I, I actually quite like covers that tell a little bit of a story or give you a sort of a hint at, at to what might be coming in that issue. Yeah, they're kind so of designed to be a little bit of a, a tease in yeah. a way. Yeah, yeah. they're not so necessarily I, like always set in the exact same story or the same world, you know. Like, but right. like you said, it gives you a little tease. With that, um, from there, like um, once I once I got to the last issue because we we saw that things were kind of winding down with the amazing adventures i was thinking about what i was going to do next and um i did write to to my editor and i told him you know i'm i'm just about to wrap up on this big uh, computer game project that i've been working on um which is called wolverblade by the way so i don't know if people want to check that out it's it's coming out on xbox later this year i think oh, and cool. um it's a bit of a Wolver passion Blade? project i have playstation yeah. <laughs> Wolverblade. i don't know I, I think it might be coming out on all platforms but i know it's coming out on xbox for sure but oh, cool. or steam i don't know yeah <laughs> what what's the synopsis of that game 
Wolverblade. Uh, so basically, it's um, set in the time of um, when the Romans were invading uh, the north of, of England, or just the whole British Isles, I think. And um, so they have their legends and stories from that time where uh, the Picts, you know, the, the, the tribes of that time, they used to battle the Romans all the time. Um, and so eventually, you know, Hadrian built his wall and, and locked them all in. He was a bit of a Trump too, I guess. Oh, and shit, so, another wall builder. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, he uh, the, the, the story, the legend was that um, one of the guys, or maybe several of them, I'm not sure, they, they would turn into this creature called the Wolver, which was kind of like a werewolf-type creature, and just go and, like, massacre the, the Romans. And so this game is basically um, the story of one guy, you know, that becomes the Wolver, and, and it's pretty much just a hack-and-slash kind of game. Like, uh, it's basically like Golden Axe, but the modern-day version. Um, so, you, you know, you get lots of cool-looking cartoony violence and blood and all that sort of thing. So um, the trailers look awesome for it and what i did was uh i actually did all the story sections that appear between the levels so you get lots of nice art there and they've animated my artwork so it has you know different levels and perspective and all that kind of stuff you know the camera sort of flies through and little bits of motion and stuff so it was it was really fun you know it was a it was a, a good little fun project to work on um and so anyway once i wrapped up on that and i was finally free to get back to comics i uh, i let the guys know i said um you know, I'm keen to draw some more comics, and so they he, uh, they gave me another backup story in in one of the, the the amazing adventures issues earlier this year when I was at a Heroes Con. Actually, um, I just finished up at Heroes, and I was staying with uh, a good buddy of mine who you guys have probably heard of, Freddie Williams. He uh, yeah. oh, happened to work yeah. on the other Batman Ninja. He Turtles. did the last one. He did, yes. And so uh, I was I was at his studio, and we're just hanging out and drawing together. And, you know, um, as we do, and and uh, an email pops through going, oh, um, we've got this project that you know we think we're we're interested in getting you to work on. And I was like, okay, what do you got? And um, it was Batman Ninja Turtles, you know, but the animated version. I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me! That's Did you so hide awesome, it from him? <laughs> Sorry. Did you hide it from him? Ready? <laughs> oh, no way! I I told him uh, I told him straight away, and he was very ha- like we, we were high fiving and stuff, you know, and, like it's a. Uh, he, he's um Freddie's a, a true friend of mine you know like he's always very happy and supportive for for whatever project that it, it is that I might have coming up or anything like that you know and where awesome. the feelings mutual you know we both um I've always been I'm, I'm like that with with all my artist friends to be honest you know I'm I'm not one to sit there and be razzm frazzming that some guy's getting some job and I'm not or something like that. It's life's too short for that. That's so, crap, I reckon. So, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so being that we're at this point now, um, how how did this project come about to be? Do you know, like, with IDW and DC, was this uh, a, a while in the making, or did it just pop up, or like? Um, well, then? for for me, it pretty much just popped up. Um, yeah. Uh, as as far I'm, I mean, all I can really think is that because they came up with this partnership, which is excellent, you know, DC and, and IDW teaming up like this, it's just so cool. Because look at the kind of projects and comics that we get, and um, you know, the chance that this might even at some point end up being an actual animated feature. Like, yeah, we, at I least that's the rumors that, that are yeah. out there. Just... You know, like how how cool is that? Like that's. A dream, a dream project for I, I think anyone. It's, in, you know? it's inevitable. The way, I mean, we're already at second printing before the first has even hit the stand. So yeah. I, 
we we've talked to Paul Dini. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we could get you both on the line too. Eric. <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. Well, I, I think um, because they had this, and we can touch on all that stuff a bit later if you guys yeah, like as well. Yeah. But um, so I um, I think that because they have this partnership going, the the way it usually works, at least from what I've seen traditionally, you know, back in the day when. Um, there was a Spawn Batman crossover, you know, uh, Image Comics did their their take and DC does their take. So that's kind of the deal that they sort of work out. Mm-hmm. And so I guess this is IDW's take on it. And they decided to go with the uh, animated route, which I'm, you know, very happy and fortunate and grateful for and all that kind of stuff. Because um, that's where I got to, to take part in it all. And um, not only that, but. I'll be honest with you guys, like my favorite version of Batman is the animated version, you know, like that's the, that's the one that I really, um, you know, grew up with and, and yeah. was into as, as a kid. Like I do love the comics, but there's just that simplicity in the, in the animation that I just love, you know, it's got that real old school charm about it, yeah. you know, it's um, like, a, like art, that art deco timeless feel to it. That they, yeah, they yeah, started, yeah, exactly. You know? And this is crazy. Yeah. This must be mind blowing for you because you grew up watching both of these shows like me like after school run home after school and watch these shows on television and now you're yeah. dra- you're drawing both of them at in the same story in the same book that that must be mind-blowing you know, it weird. is it is weird I, I i haven't i have i honestly have not had a chance to stop and Process even it. think about it yeah. <laughs> you know and um i don't know like i'm i feel like sometimes it's good to have a brain like a t-rex you know where you just <laughs> see the the little bit of food in front of you, and you just hunt it and chase it down, and don't even think about anything else. Like if that thing jumps <laughs> yeah. off a cliff, you jump off a cliff after it. Like it doesn't matter. <laughs> and so um, that's kind of my approach to <laughs> to everything in a way. It's just like ah, just go for it, you know. And probably in I would predict in about two or three years, one day I'll just be sitting there. I'll be telling myself what a shit artist I am you know you're so crap like why you're not you're not, even, you're not good at what you're doing or anything like that and I'll just go and pick up that that trade and look through it just to give myself a little uh this is what I've done and okay that was that was good you you actually did something you know worth talking about there so this book you know, looks that's... amazing yeah oh, thank you yeah I mean <laughs> well you, you some... guys are the first ones that have seen it outside of my I mean... you know close, close circle so I'm very very uh, keen to hear what you guys have yeah. thought of it yeah, well, yeah. I mean, just the first page, I mean, it, it's just all <laughs> art, right? And I mean, it, it tells a story just right there. And it's, you know, off the bat, it's like, this is going to be fun and it's going to be action packed and it's going to have elements of both the animated series and the Ninja Turtles from Nickelodeon. So, yeah, you give me chills, man. To... <laughs> <laughs> Who wanted to do the homage on the first page? Oh, the Michael. Um, okay, so so yeah, that, that's that's definitely <laughs> uh, Matt Manning. Like he's the uh, writer of the series, and he um, he like he's just written such a fun script. Like it's that that tone. I guess what you're saying there, like you know that tone that's set with that first page. That's just what the whole writer's like. Like I've I've read up to issue four now, hmm. <clears throat> and it's just. Um, the ultimate love letter to anything that you could possibly love about these two franchises, you know? So there's little things like that sprinkled all throughout. That's what I'll say. You know, it's, um, it's, it's really fun for the fans that are able to pick up on those things. You know, I I think your, your Arkham asylum, uh, there's that, that one panel there's right at the top (laughs) of the page is Arkham, Arkham asylum. That looks like a panel 
like a frame taken from Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. It is spot on. <laughs> exactly. It was perfect. I love that. Cool, cool. Like, yeah, I I, uh, I really, I mean, I when as soon as I read that in the script, that was the image that popped in my head because I remembered it from the, the show and I I, I remembered the, the red sky, you know, and yeah. um, just that cool looking gate and all that kind of stuff. It's such an iconic um establishing shot of of uh, arkham asylum that i just had to you know it's there's no point trying to get fancy with it and draw it in a crazy fisheye lens you know a top eye view perspective or anything like that like to me it was just a you know what keep it simple and just um give the people what they remember for this shot you know what i mean just to really set that scene and um yeah so i'm, I'm glad that that worked for you guys <laughs> you know it's really important to see how you did it uh you've captured exactly that that perfect feel of the animated series and you've captured the perfect essence of the nickelodeon turtles and they both work together so well which is which is amazing to see how it it just works it fits there's there's the perfect balance between the two worlds visually and we had some good cameos in this issue as well that we're really excited about so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of freddy's um batman tmnt run was already um already established interest and now yeah. this now this with the actual animated series is just, it's just gonna blow through the roof it's gonna be extremely popular <laughs> so like we're, we're... I, I i hope so i mean my my hope from the beginning as soon as i heard about it you know because because that first series was so successful like it was it was massive you know like yeah. it was um, also i remember testing the waters too to see if it could actually you know work and, and to, it did. to work yeah yeah yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, and I, I think this is going to work better than that first run. Yeah, I think so too. I think I think I think the pieces just fit better with this book. Oh, no, no, no pressure, guys. Jeez. Well, I mean, I, and I, and I, get your I, shit together, man. <laughs> well, I say that I say that because you've already you know you've already got an audience with us old timer guys that remember the original turtles. Then you've got the mm-hmm. new generation. I mean, generation. this is a book that. I would love to, you know, give to my young nephew and, you know, kind of introduce him to both characters, you know. Um, He's kind of getting to that age where he likes superheroes and cartoons and stuff like that. And, I mean, this is just a gateway drug to all of it. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, the the, the recipe is certainly there. Like, the, um, the, I guess, all the ingredients are there for um, this to, to be a great big, you know, big hit and all that kind of stuff. And um, I mean, there's not much I can really do to control that other than just to put my my best work into it, and, and that's all I've really done for this. Like I really, um, you know, I, I I put everything into this really. Like <laughs> considering especially the circumstances that that this has to has had to come about in, you know, like with uh, you know, having a newborn child and. Yeah. and um, and this is your moment, you know. Man, the, you know. Yeah, and, and I, I like you know what. I'll, without without sounding cocky it's been easy for me like it actually has been easy because i i I don't know if it's just all the chemicals that have been released in my head because i'm happy that i've got a kid now or whatever i don't know like well that's what i was well you know you know you gotta bang it out man you know the diapers ain't free man you know like exactly (laughs) one one thing i can't draw can't draw on the diaper yeah (laughs) <laughs> well, Are you listening, IDW? Diapers ain't free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> One thing I said to the guys was that looking at this, you can tell that this is a guy that, one, he he loves these characters. And then, two, you, you kind of get a sense of the artist's personality in this. I do. And that, you know, you can kind of see that you're a, 
you know, very fun, positive type of guy. And then also you've got some history with the characters. That's, that's the first thing I saw whenever I was looking through this. I haven't even read the words. I'm just looking at the yeah. art. Yeah. Awesome, man. That's really cool. That's really that's a that's a really um, flattering assessment from from what you've seen. So I appreciate that. And I love how you've you've put in little Easter eggs of other uh, Nickelodeon shows and and characters yeah. and stuff like that. <laughs> I, I noticed that and I was like, oh, that's funny. I think I know what you're talking about there. There's there's a there's a little character there which I don't, I don't even know if I want to name him, but um, I've actually hidden that character in every comic that I've ever drawn. Oh, and. And it's oh. something that I hope people will kind of um, pick up on and, and look out for in the future, especially when they, after they read this and they're very excited about it, and then they go, you know what, I've got to go buy Gemini, because Gemini, the trade's coming out, and that's, uh, you know, they, they just want more of this kind of artwork, right? That's how it works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so are you, are you a straight uh, lead-on-pencil guy, or, or have you gone now to digital? Um, I, I use a bit of a hybrid in a way you could call it. Like I'm very traditional because I like lead on me, computer screen. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. So every time I do a new page, I have to buy a new monitor. It's, uh, <laughs> it's not really doing good for the finances, but no, I, I, um, I, I love to draw on paper. That's, um, I think there's nothing like it. You know, there's too many little things that there's too many ways of cheating with a computer where. Um, you don't end up with the happy accidents and the things that, that basically give artwork a certain charm, I think. Um, so what I do is I use the best of both worlds. So I'll, I'll do all my layouts and that kind of thing in the computer because that's where, um, you know, you might draw a figure and you've drawn it too close to the top of a panel where a word balloon is supposed to go. And so you can just grab that little figure and scoot it down. No worries. It takes two seconds. Whereas back in the old days, you know, I would draw that stupid little guy on the, the page in the wrong spot and then I'd have to draw it again in, and that would take whatever amount of time that took, you know. And so um, it really speeds things up quite a lot using, you know, digital medium just for layouts and um, working things out. And so what I'll do from there is um, once I've got everything and I'm happy with it, I'll print it out onto paper um, and just draw straight over the top of that and there we go. So um, at the end of the day, I'm still using lead on paper and I, I send that off to my inker and um so the, the the guy that i'm working with there is sean parsons who's a good old school uh, collaborator of mine he's pretty much worked on every project that i've ever drawn yeah. <clears throat> with me for the, except for gemini yeah. and um he um will he'll then print out my blue lines and ink over the top of that or he has Inked a page or two digitally as well, so um, I don't think people can tell the difference, which shows goes to show how far digital technology has actually come now, right. which is a good thing. Yeah, but uh, as for, as far as I'm, I'm as far as I go, like I try to keep it, um, you know, as traditional as possible while using the best of both uh, mediums, I suppose. That's pretty smart because you you know you invest the time up front to kind of plan it out before you actually put the lead to the paper. Hmm. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. And, the, and, and, you know, if you, if you try, like I've found that if I take shortcuts while I'm doing my layouts, then I end up having to do the work more on the paper and it starts to really kill your hand, you know, like, um, cause you're starting to carve into the, into the page rather than just having nice flowy lines, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, yeah, you gotta just, it's all experience, I guess, you know, the more you do it, the more you find a way that, that suits you and stuff. Mm -hmm. So 
yeah, hey, just, kind of kind of fun. Just jumping back at the Bat- Batman TMNT title coming out. Um, is is this an on? Is this considered an ongoing or a limited series or? No, it's a, it's just a limited series. It's five issues. Oh, we're going to um, five. Okay. Yeah. yeah, it's a five issue series. Doesn't I mean, uh, IDW have a history of starting limited runs and then they see how successful it gets and then they just say effing and keep going i think <laughs> i think that happens to back to the future and a couple of other ones where okay. they started and they weren't supposed to yeah. go past four and then they were just so popular they just kept yeah the, the the first two uh, issues say one of four two of four and then it yes. just says three four five six. yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah right, you're okay. like what the hell? <laughs> yeah right uh, i i wasn't I, I mean i wasn't aware of that but uh, but i mean that would be really cool if that happened but um, I think the fact that it's a collaboration between the two companies, there's probably, yeah, I don't know, like deals in place where they're only allowed to do a certain amount. That's true. But I, would, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I wouldn't be like really surprised if um, it did really well and everyone was happy with it and they, they decided to have a second crack at it, that sort of thing. Yeah, you I'm know? sure. I mean, it's, it's the gift that keeps now, on Now, uh, kind of continuity-based here. Now... Based on the opening panels of, of this first issue with mm-hmm. Mikey dropping Batman lines, <laughs> when yep. when we see them encounter each other, is, is this following in line with the, the previous crossover? Are they going to already know each other when they encounter each other? No, this is, this is 100% um, set in its own world, in its own dimension. It's all like it's like none of that ever yeah. happened, I guess. I mean, they, they are very separate worlds and, and um, ideas and stories and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, this is the, the Bruce Tim version of um, Batman meeting with the Nickelodeon Turtles. Like that's, ah, that's cool, basically yeah. what we have here. Yeah, and and you know there's there are there are definitely differences and um, you know I'm sure that's something that Matt uh, the writer could would definitely get into quite a lot more because he's um, the expert when it comes to you know all their personalities and all that kind of stuff and um, just I I know that when I'm reading through it and I'm going through it I can it like the tone is just perfect to um, the animations that we're, the, the, the series that we remember and nice. like, there's nothing there that will make you go, oh, don't think Batman would say that or, you know, nothing <laughs> like that. It's... <laughs> you know, the fanboys too well. <laughs> like, I, I love, I love, well, every, everyone that's going to be listening to this should have read the issue already. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love when Alfred came into the bat cave with that tray. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you guys catch what happens in the very last panel on that page uh, with, uh, what, 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 with Harley? Or, uh... No, it's on the so on the on the very last panel of that page. Um, basically, you know, Batman he he's, he finds like a another portal that he's got to go investigate, and he runs off. And Alfred's in the background emptying the tray that has nothing <laughs> yeah, on yeah. into a rubbish bin. <laughs> 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 Like just with a little smart-ass face on him, you know. So, um, no, 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 these are these are all little gags. Uh, actually, you know, there are there are little gags that I've put in there myself, like visual gags. But that was that one was definitely written in the script. That was something that Matt had come up with. And, That's uh, he's a he's a funny guy, man. He really he yeah. really understands how to um, pull off little little gags here and there. We've, we've got a really really cool, like probably my favorite one that I've done so far is in issue two, but I won't spoil that, but it's a, there's a really funny moment in that one, which is just a one page gag. <laughs> you know, it's something to look forward to. It's, <laughs> it's so cool to see 
classic Jester animated series Harley Quinn again in this in this book. Um, I didn't expect <laughs> yeah. that. Oh, the, to, to see stuff that we grew up with, like when she first came about it again, like uh, I I didn't yeah. think we'd ever see that again. To be honest with you, so that's that's pretty cool. Yeah. That's, that's gonna boost your sales through the freaking moon too. As On, well, like like uh, as soon as as soon as this came about, like I was like. Um, my that, that's where my T Rex brain went. I was like Harley. I gotta figure out a way to put Harley in this. So you, you guys would have seen the the second cover. I just was like, no, this is gonna be a Harlequin cover. This is my version of a Harlequin cover, you know. And, nice. and I and I found a way to kind of um, it was very self gratifying that cover, I guess, because I I got to draw the character that I really wanted to draw, and I got to do like. Um, the little chibi versions, you know, of all the other characters in a way, like by making them plushies. Yes. And um, that's probably now. You know, there's so, so many covers, but that's probably my favorite one. That and yeah, that's just so great. Oh, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So that so that was uh yeah that was my first thing, and I and I remember saying that to Matt as soon as we started. You know, I was like, oh man, I'm really excited to draw Harlequin, so I'm gonna put her on the cover. And, yeah. You know, I think uh, I mean. You know, where you, you, you're going to get a good dose of that, Harley. I'll say that. <laughs> nice. Oh, I can't wait to <laughs> take that. I have nothing to do with those. Calls, <laughs> I do not know this. Like, like as, as soon as uh, as soon as I, you know, when I, once I get onto a new project, I really like to delve into it because um you know, when I was a kid, I would remember, like, for example, when the Street Fighter movie came out, you know, I was a huge fan of Street Fighter, and we end up with Jean-Claude Van Damme and Kylie Minogue, you know, doing some weird, wacky movie. Yeah. Um, and and that, that stuff just used to annoy the hell out of me when I was a kid. Like, I, it would just make me sad and pissed off as a fan, you know. Like, that, that dude and who so, played, uh, that Adams Family dude, I forgot his name, he passed away, though, he played yeah, M. Bison or something. Yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah. I just, it didn't really work, I don't know. For some but him as M. Bison, like, it's such a weird character. But it, it, the, I remember when we were all kids, the rumor was that uh, Van Damme kicked him too hard in the scene when he does a somersault kick, and that's what killed him. <laughs> so, oh, my God. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure that's not true at all. Oh, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You're, when when you're when you're a dumb kid what would you know you know so that's that was it was yeah, weird there, there was no internet to look things up so. oh, yeah if anything maybe the uh movie killed his career <laughs> possibly <laughs> well, hey man I oh, good. mortal Kombat wasn't safe either they butchered that a pretty bad too yeah so, they butchered yeah. that there, there was a there was a long and that's why i think when that first x-men movie came out and and kicked off this whole big thing that we've got now um, you know, that they really at least had some really true elements to the, the characters that we knew and loved. They didn't have to, you know, fuck around with them too much. So, yeah. um, that's, uh, that, that's the right way to, to do it. And, and so anyway, going back to what I, my, my point is that, um, you know, I really like to me, it's really important to do your homework. You know, you can't just go and expect to just pump out these pages and, 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 without doing some studying, you know? And so I, I already, I was already pretty familiar with the turtle stuff cause I'd done so many covers for, for quite a long time and watched quite a few episodes of that. And then, um, but I, I had, I had, had to do a bit of a refresher with the, the Batman stuff and my God, I'll tell you that theme song, Oof, that was stuck in my head for, for, for about <laughs> a month, you know, like every time, every time I start drawing Batman, you know, like, it just pops in my head, you know, and uh, it, it just makes the drawing experience a lot more fun, I guess. And, so did you watch, um, did you rewatch the whole animated series before uh, 
getting into this project is what you mean or not not all of it but uh, but like, like uh, key episodes yeah, like the things episodes. that we're gonna so so i really wanted to obviously study arkham asylum and get a good feel for that yeah um and uh coincidentally the episode that i that i watched quite a lot of was mad love which is you know just such a classic yeah. episode which you know gives us um harley's origin yeah. and um you know i bought the i bought the deluxe edition hardcover of, of mad love as well and did some good old you know bruce tim studying just to figure out um that's awesome because i could see a little bit of influence as well like yeah there's no way that you can really tackle that world without um paying some sort of homage to 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 that style you know because that that style is a style we know and love and and i know for myself when uh whenever they release a new toy or uh you know a new a new statue whatever if it doesn't look like that version of batman if it doesn't quite look right you know i'll you just kind of reject it, you know, like it's Absolutely. like, ah, that's, not, yeah. that's not the one that I want, you know? Yeah. Um, so that, that was definitely important to me. And I also had to be true to my own style, obviously, because I, I can't draw like Bruce Tim. He's, he's a, a master. He's his own artist. And, and I wouldn't be doing anyone a service if I was just trying to ape his style. Yeah. Of course, you know, yeah. so, so there's, there's, there's Bruce Tim in there in the mix, but it's, yeah. um, it's my style mixed with his, I guess in some way. <laughs> yeah. Did you uh, did you look at uh, Darren Cook's stuff by any chance as well? Like, um, I'm I'm familiar with his work. Like, I, I I saw a few things here and there, but I definitely not as as familiar yeah, no. as I'd like to be. I'd say, yeah, yeah I I uh, it, it was mostly mostly the Bruce Tim stuff and yeah. and basically the TV shows that I was watching and and picking stuff up from mm. here and there. There there's some really awesome reference out there actually for um, the Batman stuff. You know, they've released quite a lot of the character model sheets and and um you know all the notes that he's put out there which talk about you know the rules of um you know for example the little scallops as they call them on on batman's glove you know the three little (laughs) things that poke out there's a particular way to make them look right you know and um all those things are really really um really important you know knowledge to have just to to get the look right i guess he's really a cartoonist's cartoonist you know he's just a Mm. like textbook yeah well, if i ever want to feel feeble and, and unworthy i just look up a you know google a few bruce team images and <laughs> that smacks me smacks me right back in place don't worry <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. gotta erase this <laughs> yeah <laughs> Gonna restart my career. Nah, nah, I mean, <laughs> nah, man. After seeing this issue one, I it's I know this these two great two of my cherished franchises are definitely in good hands visually. With you and I can't wait to read the next one. It's one of those books that you just like, you know. Even- yeah, I'm I'm very uh, very happy to hear that because I like you know I'm I'm in a right now I'm living in a bubble basically and have no idea of the outside world whatsoever like this is the first little glimpse you know to the light outside of the tunnel to to hear what people might potentially you know uh, think of this thing as a consensus like um and hopefully you guys aren't just saying nice things because i'm i'm here no, we, no, on, we don't, the phone we don't bullshit anybody man <laughs> <laughs> right rich <laughs> no i ain't gonna blow smoke up your ass if we didn't like it we'd tell you to get out and we know rich, our rich st- tells us rich tells his mom when her cooking is awful i wouldn't do that man <laughs> uh, so, so john <laughs> do, you, do you collect anything? Do, you do collect, I collect what? Sorry. Do you collect anything like you know statues, action figures, or whatnot? Um, I collect um, yeah, ladies' hair. 
I was just trying to do a weird, creepy voice. Yeah, you nailed it. Mission accomplished. But yeah, I'm, I'm a, I've, I've got the bug bad, man. Like I'm a, I'm almost like a hoarder type collector, you know. So I'll, if I, if, like, we, we, when we go do our grocery shopping here, there's um, <laughs> one of our, our um, grocery places here. They'll give you like these little cards with a, a certain theme. So you know, recently it was these um, little dominoes that had. Pixar and Disney characters on them. And I, I would go to the shop and pretend I had kids because this is before I had my kid. And, and I'd be like, oh, oh, the kids love them, you know, and they'd like hook me up with a big batch of them and I'd bring them home and check them all out. I'd be like, ah, I'm missing this one and I need that one, you know. So I've, I'm, I'm already pre-set to like collecting shit basically. And so well, now, um, now that you have a kid, you can use that excuse. I usually just yeah. ask for a gift receipt if I buy stuff. But uh, <laughs> I, I wanted to tell you, I wanted to ask you that because um, – in one of our episodes, we just I just recently went to a convention called MondoCon. That's in Austin, Texas. And I don't know if you're familiar with this company called Mondo, but they're coming yeah. out with a one-sixth scale action figure of the Batman the animated series. Really? Oh my gosh. And wow, they're, okay. And they're also doing I'll, the I'll turtles as well. <laughs> yeah, oh. see, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I saw the turtles. Like, I, I, I thought I, saw, I thought they were statues. I didn't know they were figures, but um. Yeah. That's really cool if they're doing the Batman stuff as well, man. Because well, they, they're you doing, can, yeah. Wait till you like, see I, like I, I, I currently have on my drawing desk. That I have in front of me at all times is the um, the Revoltech Turtles set that they put out. Oh, um, oh like, that's those. a good one. Those are, those are they are so, so good. cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, that like they, I can actually use those for reference because they're so well done on model <laughs> um, that's awesome so yeah so if i if i need to like if you know i want to check out what the band i'm gonna be like, posing your panels bandages. now i'm gonna look at one of your panels and start posing my donatello <laughs> 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 well, that'll be that'll be interesting and then i bought one of the uh the the recently released um dc animated um batman figurines as well so they're kind of like all in in scale and they kind of sit there like a little team on my table. That's awesome. <laughs> with various limbs falling off and stuff like that. But you know, they, um, it is good to have there, you know, for, for reference and stuff. But yeah, like I, I, I collect, um, I like to get, um, they, these days because I hate not having, like I hate having a hole in my collection. So um, I just buy the whole set of something outright, basically. It's the <laughs> only way I can do it and keep my... Uh, I don't know any neurosis or OCD that I might have under control. Have you started <laughs> collecting the uh, Batman animated series figures? Well, well, I have I have the he's, Batman, he's um, Batman, but I don't think I'm gonna. I can't start on that one, man. That's a big. Are, can of worms. It's, a, it's a slippery slope. Start. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm I'm in I'm in that can. Yeah. yeah. I mean, those vehicles are so huge. Where the hell would you put them? You know, like, the uh, bat. The bat wing is coming out. The bat wing is three feet long. <laughs> yeah. With, yeah, with landing gear and lights. <laughs> Love it. Wow, it's so cool. Yeah. I mean, it, like they really had to make them to scale so that Batman would fit into it, I guess, and so you end up with a pretty gigantic-looking toy. Yeah. Well, what what kid's gonna be able to carry that thing around, you know? But <laughs> or buy it. Oh no, man. This is Grandma Batman and I always drink a big glass of sweet tea while listening to Bat Force Radio.
what would be your dream book to work on in the comic realm uh, other than this book right now like if you were done hmm. what would be like your your dream character or dream series to to be a part of okay um well i like one one character that i've always really wanted to work on is spider-man like cool yeah. i feel like um i feel like i could do something really cool with that character it lend he lends himself well to my style you know and, and being that i um you know really like spider-man was one of the first comics that i really got into with with mcfarlane's art that that'd be a really that as far as you know like big mainstream stuff goes that's definitely a goal that i would have and we'll see what happens yeah. put the word out there you know like that's all you can do and, and it's kind of like casting <laughs> your fishing rod out there i guess spider-man ninja turtle crossover let's do it see now <laughs> if both they in did New York, that, you know, so. <laughs> yeah 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 that would be a, a sick crossover so i, I don't know that would work that would so be, well so <laughs> it would really work well yeah that would be really cool so there you go that's that's another dream project but um aside from that you know and and aside from my creator and works that i have you know which are like that's always there's no no real feeling like um having people come up to you and and request you to draw your own character that you created and to have fans of something that you came up with yourself you know that's definitely a really cool feeling um and i uh but you know like uh, there was a there was actually a tv show that i grew up with when i was a kid as well called um monkey magic and it's basically a Japanese TV show based on the legend of the the journey to the West, and um, I just always felt like that would make such a cool uh, like comic book series, you know? Like you could have a lot of fun with that. So there's a obscure reference that no one's even gonna give a shit about. But anyway, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm trying to find the Easter egg person that you said uh, is in this issue, and I think I know who it is. Yeah. Is it on a wall? Oh, uh, no. What are you talking about? <laughs> we need oh. to Gramps. <laughs> Restart that, Gramps. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Now, now I'm interested in what this is. Oh, wait. This might. Maybe, maybe he two. is on a wall. Page, Page two. two. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. Okay. No. No is the no. answer to that one. Who are you talking oh. about? There. I'm not the world's greatest detective. <laughs> <laughs> that man's so disappointed in you. Yeah. <laughs> Restart your life. That on on page two, the graffiti that I put up on the wall, actually in the background there. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, that, there's like a sort of like a geisha kind of looking girl face. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, kissing a That's. Or... Yeah, that well, that that there is a that's that's um something that I I actually created a billboard for the background to use in Gemini, um kind of see I, I was always a big fan of Quentin Tarantino I, lo- I love Tarantino so much, and he uh he has in in all of his movies he's got the red apple cigarettes you know it's like a brand that he created that um you know yeah. appears throughout his movies all the time. And so I kind of wanted to have my version of that, and I came up with Geisha aloe vera juice. I don't know what the fuck. But, yeah. um, <laughs> I, awesome. I, I, was, I was actually I was drinking a lot of aloe vera at the time. <laughs> and so um, I made this uh, billboard, and I used the little Geisha face in the background there. So in, anyone who's a, you know read Gemini or, or knows about that then can check this out and go, oh, there's the little easter egg you know that links those two books together i guess so was i right uh no not at all <laughs> not even close <laughs> you were way off <laughs> dang it uh, we'll, we'll find yeah one. all right <laughs> and uh I, I, i'm wondering which character it is that you were talking about on there anyway because i i didn't think i put any other recognizable character on on that page no no i i thought i thought the the girl was the easter egg that ah uh, i see okay well, she's she's an Easter egg of some of a sort, so we'll give you um, 
Point five. Personal commands. Point five. Now it's nothing as obvious as the rat that's like the focal point of a, a panel by the girl. No, 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 no. I love the. Imagine hard. that putting a rat. Hiding a rat and thinking that you'd get away with that. This whole this whole hiding something in a comic, actually, uh, the root of that comes from, again, uh, McFarlane. And I know I've mentioned this guy quite a lot, and which is weird because, you know, I've moved on from that influence uh, a lot in, in the, you know, recent times. But um, McFarlane used to hide Felix the Cat in, in all of his comics. I don't know if you remember that, but you'd, 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 you'd kind of like spot him in the background and stuff. And, um, so the, it, that's kind of like my little homage to, to McFarlane in a way, the fact that I hide this character everywhere. And I, I, I mean, I, I even named my kid Felix, but not quite for that reason. But, you know, I thought it was a cool name. That is a cool one. I love the, the tank on the TV. <laughs> That just oh, yeah. that cracks me. It's so <laughs> random. Like you have like a cartoon on one TV and a fl- and the old TV is just yeah. a tank. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's that's Harvey Dent for you, man. Like you know, he's got the two sides. Yes. So he's uh, yes. on on one side he's watching like a really happy you know colorful cartoon, <laughs> and then on the other side, like, like on like the war. old you know crappy TV, he's watching yeah war and destruction and evil. You know so. Um, that was pretty much what, what we were going for <laughs> there with that scene. You know, his, it's his kind of, his sofa is, uh, yeah. his seat is, uh, half and half. <laughs> half and half. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, and the whole, the whole scene before, like, I don't know if you noticed, but like if the, the house is like half wrecked and then half nice. And, right. um, basically throughout that whole, like leading up to the reveal of Two-Face, you know, everything's kind of yeah. got the half and half theme going on. Disparity. So, um, yeah. Okay, like is your character in the picture frame on the wall? <laughs> picture frame? I don't even remember drawing a picture. Oh, okay, yeah, I remember that. Um, no, no. <laughs> nah, wrong. <laughs> we're going to be, we're gonna be here all night. play a fucking Where's Waldo. <laughs> <laughs> Have you other guys spotted it? Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I like the, um, I like the little Mega Man on the uh, arcade. I think, I don't know if that's oh, supposed to be yeah, Mega Man. That's, a, that's an interesting one. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And uh, yes. am I? Uh, is is that My Little Pony that uh, Two Face is watching? Yes. Um, yeah. I think it's it's a scene from um, Teen Titans, like the the cartoon show. Oh, Titans and, Go! Oh, yeah. So in in, it, Teen, in the, Teen Titans it's the Go, version I think, of that that they watch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a little super homage. I don't know. It's kind of like um, a snake eating its own tail. How about that? That's deep. Meta. <laughs> yeah, it's it's because I I didn't want to say like a you know a dude giving himself a BJ, but, <laughs> but I did pretty good there. <laughs> <Get in>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna it's go out on a talk, walk guys. about on. on that one, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, who's that? Who's that busting out the Aussie accent? Come on, I hear it. <laughs> oh, oh, that's Gramps. Oh, Gramps. Oh, <laughs> Gramps. So, um, Gramps, what are we gonna do with you? Real quick, um, real quick, favorite video game of all time, John. God damn, you hit me with a question like that just out of the blue. Yeah, that's mm. how we do it, man. Okay. <laughs> you gotta keep the, the blood flowing. Uh, okay, so I mean, obviously, Mega Man is right up there. That's, uh, a, Mega that's Man. a huge one. Hint, hint, yep. guys. Uh, by the way. <laughs> yes, hint, hint, big hint, hint. 
<laughs> um, hit you with a Harley hammer over the head with that one. But, um, uh, Zelda, massive fan of Zelda. Cool. Like, but I'm, I'm a Nintendo kid, you know. Like, I grew up on Nintendo, so I, I got I got a lot of love for all that series. And aside from that, probably Street Fighter, like the Capcom games, you know. Yeah, classics. I would say they're they're my favorites. Uh, the you know these days, um, it's so hard to sit down and actually spend the time to play a game. It's it's a it's a pretty big time investment. Um, which is, you cannot yeah. be successful at, you know, producing comic books and, and <laughs> be a, a, a great gamer at the same time. That, like, that's that's why I like, um, I still like fighting games because uh, you could just yeah. play a few rounds and shut it off, you know, as opposed yeah, to uh, exactly. these other big games. And and that, like, <laughs> like same more, as uh, Mario more. Kart, you know, like like Mario Kart is another one that, yes. that I, like for me, I, I just love that because you can just pop it in. Classic. Have a few races and there's nothing to it, you know. And yeah. I, I absolutely love that new Mario Kart that came out. Actually, the latest one, the Wii U, and it was um, such a good game. It's just so, probably the best version of Mario Kart that I've played. Loved it. I Very think cool. they're making a new one too for the new system for the Switch. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll that, be a man. I'll be an, that I'll be a Zelda looks it. amazing. <laughs> yeah, I want to know when oh, you're yeah. gonna go VR with like stuff like Mario Kart. That that would be a trip. Like, you feel like you're actually Jeez. in the freaking card, you know, just <laughs> get oh, drunk man. and play it. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Um, that whole new world there, isn't it? Like, that, that is so exciting to, to even consider that. It's so it's, cool. It's cool because, like, you know, we're a bunch of Nintendo generation kid guys here. And uh, to, <laughs> to live in a time where they're coming out with this virtual reality stuff is just mind-blowing. Like, yeah. you know, we never, you know, it, it feels like the future. Like, when we were kids, you know, like, one day yeah. we'll be able to play in the game and and now they have it out and uh yeah it's pretty it is pretty exciting for, for yeah yeah, yeah definitely yeah I, I remember when times. video games were like uh, the atari baseball game where you <laughs> yeah. were either the the team of pink stick men or the team of blue stick men <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that was your video game Pong. <laughs> yeah um, i had i had the et game where you just had to find the key <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was so was frustrating. That, was that on uh, Coleco? Uh, I don't know. No, that was a, that was Atari. It was a, yeah. the biggest, Atari, uh, yeah. Atari failure of all time. I saw a I saw a documentary about that recently, where there was this legend. I don't know if you guys have heard about it, but there was a legend that they basically they made more copies of that ET Atari game than there were consoles even available. Oh and wow! So. Um, and it and it ended up being like the shittest game ever made, right? <laughs> and so, um, what happened is they ended up chucking all of these games into landfill. And so there was this legend, you know, this urban legend going around that there was ten thousand copies of this game, whatever it was, you know, maybe even a million. Let's say that sounds better for the story. Um, you know, <laughs> copies of this game buried somewhere in the middle of the desert. And um, and so these guys go on the hunt to find this urban legend of the games that that were missing. And so, um, I don't know if you want to know the, the ending of that story, but like, uh, it's a pretty interesting thing. They, they actually do find them and they, they oh, actually, wow. that actually did happen. And wow. I mean, the poor guy that programmed the game, like he was given this impossible deadline. Like, you know, you've got uh, a month basically to create this game all by yourself. And usually, you know, it would take them five months for a team to do or something like that. And, um, you know, this guy's career basically got ruined because he did this impossible task that they expected him to do. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's some bullshit when that happens, isn't it? You know, like you you're the one that's going to take it for the team, and then on top of that, you get screwed for the rest yeah. of your life. Yeah. I'm angry for him on his behalf. 
That's fucking <laughs> <bullshit>. <laughs> Now, being yeah. a, an old school uh, Ninja Turtles animated series fan and the old movies, uh, what's your feeling on the new movies? Oh, with the you know, anthropomorphized uh, <laughs> turtles. And... Was this the part where you... Is this the end of the podcast? No, <laughs> <laughs> no you can't hang up. This is, my, this is the part where you might want to take a shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, well, well, I, I've got to go change a diaper now. To... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's... um, it, uh, I don't know, like... That the uh, <laughs> that version of Splinter in the new movies, what the fuck? Man? Like, it it looks like a it doesn't look like a rat that mutated. It's like a I don't know like a sausage that's half cooked or something. <laughs> it just looks. It was the worst design that like it made me sick physically seeing it on the screen. Um, all, all of the all of the designs were so ugly, really. Like so ugly. Like the, just their faces. Dude, you know why why like like the, the idea behind it was really cool and I, I you know i don't mind them putting all the fancy armor on them and all that kind of stuff and to be honest like character wise i thought their interaction was pretty fun and and you know that was kind of cool that the turtles themselves were okay yeah. but the design is just it's a bit of a turd of a movie isn't it let's be honest yeah both <laughs> I, I haven't i haven't even seen the second one like i, I want it. <laughs> <laughs> I I can't get over how they they could get away with that hideous alien booger monster design. I just don't understand it. It just it, it, it blows my mind. Uh, it's probably just budgets and stuff, man. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I that's not my world. Ian. Yeah, I just hopefully uh, hopefully I don't get in too much trouble for commenting. But... <laughs> <Nah. That's laughs> I'm just a lonely comic book artist. Hey, if all else, something was just... lost in the translation, <laughs> yeah, just just blame Michael Bay like everyone else. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he is the whipping boy in a way, isn't he? But uh... the dude the dude brings in the money, so what? What can you do? You know, know, that's the, so that's what the the common masses like. It's weird. They're so they're so bad, but they make so much like the Mark Wahlberg um, Transformer movies. Oh my god! Mm. Like, ugh. see, I, I I wisened up by the time the fourth Transformers came out. I said, "That's it." Dan, no you made it to I'm four? Not... Did you? Wow. I, I I watched the first three. Yeah, like the second one. The the first one I liked. I loved the first. The second I, one. The first one to me was great. I loved the first one. Yeah, but it was a it's a good movie. Like really that's actually is. a fun movie. And but then the second one oh, like dude, started yeah. to go. What the what's going on? Like I don't really get what's happening here. It's not that good. <laughs> and then uh and then the third one came around. And I knew it was gonna be shit, but I still went and watched it. I, was <laughs> I like, love how he says <laughs> it could be good. <laughs> you know. And then um. And then by the time the fourth one came out, I said, no, nah, Bad, you're man. not getting my money. <laughs> and so um, I, <laughs> my I actually to... is ruined. No, the, the, the best for <laughs> my, my plan was to like download it for free, put it on a USB, not watch it and just chuck it in the bin. Like yeah. just to insult that movie <laughs> just, as much as possible. But... <laughs> I heard some guy made a million copies of that movie and then they just chucked him out in the desert somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go dig it up. That's the only way to watch the movie in the future. <laughs> but like some the best review I ever heard of one of those um, Transformer movies was uh, they said it's like someone put you in a, in a metal tin garbage pail and banged on it for three hours. And that's the experience of the movie. And that's the experience you get. <laughs> oh, good. 
Jeez. Uh, Look, it, I, I, um, it's, it's funny. I mean, like, I, I, I love to obviously give my opinion on all this kind of stuff, and, and, um, that's, it's fun to do, you know. But then, on the other end, I got to remember, people are going to be doing this about my work too. You know what I mean? So. No. That's, well, yeah, that's, that's this that's our next episode yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we just reading this mil- comic was like um putting chopsticks in your eyeballs <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody pissing in your mouth <laughs> can we quote you on that <laughs> yep we'll, we'll put that on the back of the, yeah. the trade <laughs> that'll be on the trade paperback yeah nah, self review you, you, you really you really don't have anything to worry about with this what, what we've seen so far we know it's in good hands don't worry about that this, oh, this, cool. this book's it's gonna cool. be great and just you know keep keep cracking at it keep pushing new boundaries with it because uh, it's, it's just it, it's where it it, it's where it needs to be in better. So. Is it Thanks, already guys, heading to? Uh, is it heading to third printing already? I was asking because I know I posted the uh, second printing, and I was like, "Man, dude, I don't." People must be loving this. I don't remember the last time a book went to second print before it hit the shelves. That's yeah, yeah. that's crazy. Yeah, that's, dude, not, that's, that's, crazy. that's a pretty rare thing. <laughs> I um. You know, like, like I, what I, what I hope um, happens is they. Um, I, I know, I know that we're going to be doing. A, I don't even know if I'm supposed to say anything about this, but there's, there's going to be another version of issue one coming out. I think. Oh, cool. Oh, it makes I so think that's much gonna, sense, man. Because yeah, we, 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 we won't put that in if you don't want it in. Yeah. No, no, no. That's fine. I don't know. I don't, I don't think I said too much. It's a little teaser. Little, little oh, whoopsie, little, you know? little. Now, now the, now the illusion is ruined, man. You know, like, <laughs> I, was, I was pretending I didn't want to let that in. <laughs> Um, <laughs> That's awesome. I uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's really cool to see that there's going to be um, you know lots of printings of it and stuff done, and I and I, I I believe that's probably ninety percent based on the fact that it's these two properties that people you know very excited about and all that kind of thing, you know, like like you guys were saying before, and you know my my only hope is that um, will be the, the that myself and Matt and the rest of our team, you know, everyone working on this book is the reason why people come back you know and, and stay and, and read it all the way up to the very end of it because oh, um you know we're we're putting we're definitely we're, we're doing the best that we can i guess you know and that's all you can really do like that's all you can really hope for yeah. um you know i hope it, not, i I hope, not, I hope they extend it somehow i think we should i think we'll push for that as well with dc and whoever we can yeah. to, i don't know how it would work petition like, man because I, I well you know it could be Volume two of the arc or whatever. That's that's how they could overdo yeah. it if it ends at five and whatnot. Because uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely going to be popular, especially with um, like you know, not 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 only the animated series and Ninja Turtles, which is very popular as well, but you bring in classic Harley back. That's an, another <laughs> boosting stone which everyone's been thirsting. Just the other day, people are tweeting DC like hell. Really? Like, and I'm, this is factual. Yeah. Like now that you guys mm. are now that you're doing classic Harley, that's huge for a lot of diehard fans out there. So. That's just one part of many that are going to make really launch this book well. So awesome, I'm hopeful awesome. For that yeah. Extent. Well, I, look, all I can tell you um, as a like as a fan of, of like for me as when I'm a fan of something um, as an artist, you know, I just love to get to draw um, everything to do with you know those worlds and things like that. And 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 Matt has like I, I, at some point I I said to Matt. Um, it's a shame we didn't get to draw, you know, this particular villain or have this other villain. Like it would have been really cool to to include them as well. Yeah. 
and um and he goes oh, i'm gonna i'm gonna try and figure something out and then nice. um <laughs> in one of the scripts like that i've seen like i'll, I'll just say this we're pretty much gonna see everyone i'm talking about some really like crazy obscure characters that i hadn't even like i didn't even know about oh, send the squid. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I, I looked them up and I was like, "What the hell? Oh, that's gonna be crazy to draw." So yeah, it's it's we got we got a we got a fun ride ahead of us, and and, we'll, we'll, and like we'll probably get a lot of cool uh, TMNT villains as well. I imagine, or a couple oh yeah, 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 heavy definitely. Hitters that they're uh, they're they're all in there. You nice. Know? I mean, can I, can I put in a request for Grey Ghost? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was just gonna say if you could get in Grey Ghost or Phantasm. Oh that'd be fantastic. Oh. I'll buy like yeah, sixty copies of that issue. <laughs> just hide them in the background somewhere. <laughs> this is all I'm gonna say to you then my friend. Start saving. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I grab a cold shower now, boy. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see a, a photo of you with sixty copies. <laughs> I'll be butt ass naked. <laughs> we'll see what happens. You, well, that that would that, that would just sweeten the pot, wouldn't it? <laughs> Dude, all oh, people are gonna lose. Go their on. Mind. <laughs> Gramps, man, light up the lightning round, man. Let's get it going, man. Being a, a a fan of the Ninja Turtles, and having spent some time in the U.S., especially in Chicago, are you a fan of the deep dish pizza or the more traditional style thin crust pizza? Mm, I did, I did have the deep dish, and and people really were selling it up in Chicago, but. I gotta say, man, like um, I'm more into the traditional. Take that Trump if I have, yeah. that's, if I, that's if I have to choose, by the way, because that's not really nice to make people choose between pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> they're, all, they're all good, really, at the end of the day. Nothing beats a koala pizza. All right, next one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, okay. What kind of strange meat is this? <laughs> it's a bit furry. Oh. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll leave that one next. just there. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what'd you dress up for Halloween? Fat comic book artist. <laughs> a a sleep-deprived comic book artist. Worst yeah. ever. I'm actually wearing my Halloween fat, costume right now. Fat comic book reader. <laughs> worst, worst Halloween costume ever. <laughs> uh, look, uh, like um, sometimes here in Australia, we don't get into the celebrations as much as um, you guys do over there, which I. You know, I lament that sometimes because it's a it's a pretty fun tradition, and um, but it's not a big thing here. Like people don't come trick or treating or anything like that. So I yeah, I, I did not dress up as nothing. I didn't even know Halloween happened. Wow. It just kind of came and went. Oh, that sounds real Ebenezer Scrooge, doesn't it? Sorry. You should have because there 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 were probably about four million Harley Quinns out that night. <laughs> So, um, Hopefully people didn't mistake them for those clowns that are going around <laughs> mischief. Australia is known for quite a few um, amazing musical acts. Are you more of a mm. ACDC guy or NXS or who do you hmm. like? If I had to pick out of those options, I'm going to go for Akadaka for sure. <laughs> Akadaka. <laughs> Have you ever seen them live? No. Oh, no. no. That was, I think that was um, a bit before my time. And then, like, uh, like, to be honest with you guys, I when I was a kid, I grew up more on hip-hop and stuff. I was more of a hip-hop guy. Oh, he's so, my, um, that's my turn. So who's your, who's your favorite uh, hip-hop group? 
uh, favorites. Well, so I, I used to love Naughty by Nature a lot. That's kind of how I started. But oh, you know, nice. later I got into more De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest, oh. you know, kind of uh, Most Def, uh, you know, Blackstar, like those yeah. kind of guys. Um, Fuji's, I really loved the, the, those two albums that were good when they came out at the time. Yeah. I could edit the prize stuff out, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, can't believe that's, you a, didn't that's a whole nother rabbit hole, isn't it? <laughs> can't believe you didn't say woo, though, man. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, no, woo. That, that's that just, that's a given, right? A yeah. Classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I absolutely like they're they're almost like a, a superhero comic book group that came to life and started making music or something. You know? like, <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. They're, they're really cool. Yeah, for sure. M- but maybe they, they, they need their own comic. Mm. They, they've, they've actually got comics. Yeah, they have, they've had their involved yeah. in comics. They do. So, oh, yeah. And video games. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah I, uh, I remember that. <laughs> Shit. So I used to play that movie video game, actually. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty horrible. They, I think they had <laughs> yeah, their own controller, it was. too. <laughs> it, was, it was pretty bad, though. Uh, they fucking done everything. They they were uh, master marketers, I guess. You know, like yeah. everything. Yeah, very very clever with that side of things. Rizzo was good at that. He, they got everything. Mm. Favorite movie? See again, you're asking these questions that um, <laughs> are almost impossible to answer because well, I love so much of it. You well, know, it's so. not Transformers Four. We know that. We could. Or or the or the new uh, Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> yeah, cross yeah. those two up. <laughs> um. Look, an easy answer is Star Wars because, like, I just absolutely love Star Wars. That's my. That's probably the thing that I would geek out about the most. You know, when Force Awakens came out, I was just transported, like in that movie Ratatouille. You know, when he tastes the food and he goes back to his childhood. <laughs> like that's what happened to me when I watched Force Awakens. I was just like a little kid drooling in the cinema, going, oh, yeah. <laughs> just loved it. But um, you know, I, I love uh, I, I love some of the gangster movies like Goodfellas. You know, um. Uh, Scorsese, uh, particularly like his movies, Tarantino. Like I said, probably all his his whole pantheon. They're they're all my favorite. Yeah, what's what's your favorite Tarantino um, movie? That's uh, yeah, so so, so hard to pick. All um, right, I, look, I loved, that uh, house is burning down. You got to grab one Tarantino <laughs> movie and jump out the window. Which one was? That? Uh, I'm gonna burn with my movie collection because I'm gonna be sitting there trying to pick. But, uh, but Inglorious in Bastards was a yeah. real nice. standout. I have to go Pulp Fiction, you know, just because that's the yeah, that's super classic, classic Tarantino. I guess it's. Yeah. But um, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 I like them all. Yeah, even Django, man. Yeah, I actually read the comic because I liked the movie so much and. Um, it was actually really fun because it had all the deleted stuff that was taken out of the script in the in the comic book. Oh, right. So it gives you a little insight into the extra things here and there. But cool. <laughs> yeah, it's all, all 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 his movies are great. And Pixar, I, I absolutely adore like every Pixar movie. Um, Wall-E, you know, that's one of my favorite ones for sure. And um, Ratatouille, that's my other favorite. Like, I really like Ratatouille. I don't know. I, I did one of those things years ago. Um, and stop me if I'm going on too much here, oh, by the way. Like, I feel on. like I'm talking too much. But so uh, I did one of those things. Like I found this website where it would give you two options and you had to pick between the two movies. And um, through that process, you would find out what your top 10 list was. And it would get to a stage where it was putting things up like, you know, Back to the Future against Indiana Jones. And you'd be like, fuck, I can't pick. You know, <laughs> both so good, you know. And so through that whole process it turned out that my favorite movie number one is ratatouille so i don't know i don't know if i would really go for that but um it's right up there can't complain that's interesting you live in sydney right Mm -hmm. right now i guess it's kind of the is it the beginning of your summer season 
Yep, yep. We're just getting into summer now. It's uh, it's actually spring, and the magpies are swooping, pecking little kids' eyeballs out and shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dangerous so... land we live in. <laughs> Jesus, lots of big sharks out in the sea. Um, yeah, oh, gotta avoid them. <laughs> so, if I were to come down and, and visit Sydney, what would be like boys' night out? We're gonna go tear up the town. Where would where would we go? Um. Hmm. Well, it depends uh, what age you catch me in. But these days, my idea is to like I, I like going out to a nice, good restaurant. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so you go go and go and have one of these traditional pizzas. I would wine and dine you, and oh, no. you gently. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, man, I, I'm I'm kind of like a, I just like to hang out with my my buddies. We'll go out, go go to some you know, foodie type restaurant and then go watch a movie after or something like that. Mm. But, um, I don't know. I mean, back in the, the day, I was all about going out clubbing and stuff like that, you know, like probably King's Cross end up at a strip club at three o'clock in the morning or something. Yeah, like that. so, there we go. <laughs> that's what it was like. <laughs> we're, we're foodies just as much as we love comics. Uh, yeah. and we love the, uh, the M and M candies. So, do you mm-hmm. have a favorite type of M and M? That's an excellent question. There, um, my uh, well, Freddie, Freddie and his wife Kiki, like um, you know, as you guys know, we're we're really good friends, and they often will send us a little box of goodies here and there because um, just our selection of candy and chocolate and all that sort of stuff is so different to what you guys have, and. Um, you know, we send stuff back to them every now and then as well. And the last box that they sent had a bunch of different M&M flavors in it. And oh. um, the ones that I really, I thought were pretty nice were the butterscotch ones. But butterscotch. probably my favorite were the, the mega, like, gigantic ones that they and they, they had, like, peanuts in them or something. Oh. Giant peanut M&Ms. They were really good. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Richie taking all this in? Richie? <laughs> I've never even heard of the one. <laughs> the, the butterscotch yeah. one. It's yeah, it's some serious shit yeah. right there. Man. Yeah, they were all white, white chocolate. They're white chocolate <laughs> ones, and they got different, um, like caramel and butterscotch flavor. Oh, they're really man. good. Wow. How about so that? Slacking. Didn't think an Aussie would tell you about M and M's. So, as a, as, a new, as a new father, what's the best way to keep a dingo from stealing your baby? <laughs> mm. the, the secret is to befriend that dingo, <laughs> and um, you go out and you kick a few other dingoes' asses, and then they see what you're capable of, and they go, "Yeah, I'm not going to touch that one." <laughs> ah, <no. laughs> if that fails, uh, feed them some butterscotch M and M's and some koala pizza. Mm. So, so if, if you could bring back one person from the dead to have dinner with one night and talk. Who would it be? Like? Helen of Troy, they say she was pretty hot, right? <laughs> <laughs> Such a Trump answer. <laughs> um, just locker room talk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> From history. <laughs> or any, yeah, any, anyone. Uh, really. Maximus the Gladiator. He was real. Oh, nice. Oh, I see you, Trent. Okay. Cool. Now, if, you, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Uh, definitely flight. Always being a big fan of being able to fly around if I could. Mm. Yeah. Every everyone always says flight, or a lot of comic artists or writers want uh, time control. I think that's a that is definitely only, the the smart answer. But I was I, thinking. I think there's only point. one right answer, and no one ever gives it. What the, is it? The best power to have is unstubbable toes. <laughs> <laughs> 
Unstoppable toes. Yeah. Never stub your toe. Yeah. That, that's a very Canadian thing to. Yeah. <laughs> I wish you could well, fly to go punch him right now. <laughs> Hopefully, there's um, one of those. Like, I'm imagining like a little flask that you drink and it gives you that power, and there's like just one lonely one sitting there with your name on it on the shelf. So you, it's all yours, man. You can take it. Excellent. I'll Rich wishes it. he could cross a bridge, so. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sounds like you guys have some uh, <laughs> hidden secret animosity going on there. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, an immigration issue. <laughs> <laughs> it's a deportation well, it issue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, we left out one how much can you deadlift oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. deadlift um i don't even know what a deadlift is really, <laughs> but um lifting the dead <laughs> yeah, yes Zombies. well um Coral. do that do that often with levitation powers <laughs> i don't know look i'll i'll tell you this just in case you guys are thinking i'm some dweeby skinny little uh comic book artist here or something like that um yeah, feel free to to challenge me to a deadlift competition if we meet face to face, and then we'll see we'll see what I could lift. <laughs> That's probably the most arrogant answer you could ever give. Uh, trying to be funny, man. <laughs> we we yeah, ask everybody work. that question, but we, we by deadlift scared. they mean they mean food, right? <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever get to come to the states like on a work trip or anything like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said before, uh, I'd, I'd been there earlier this year. Um, I, I stayed there for six weeks, actually. So that was kind of like my final, my last getaway from family duties, you know, left my poor yeah. pregnant wife here on her own for six weeks. But um, yeah, I, I, I try to make it over there as, as a, at, at least once every couple of years. And I, I'm thinking of upping that to once a year now. Mm. And next year, particularly with the release of this book, you know, if it does really well and stuff and, and it's worth me going over there. Um, you know, to help promote it and, and just talk about it and all that kind of stuff, then I'll make myself available and I'll, I'll be over there a couple of times this year. Next year, I should say. Yeah, def- definitely have to get over you next year for the cons. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. We just yeah. want to first um, express our most sincere gratitude for you may hopping on and talking with us about uh, um, everything you've worked on so far and the Batman TMNT book coming out. Uh, we just want to say for our listeners, Batman Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Adventures number one in stores November 9th. IDW and John was kind enough to send us an early copy of Batman TMNT number one. And look, you guys know we don't bullshit you. We don't any pull any punches here. It is everything you want for a Batman fan, a Ninja Turtle fan, and both. The art is on point. The writing is great. And it's one of those page turners that... You just can't wait to grab the next issue. We're going to push DC for an extension because I could tell you already right now, five issues is not going to be enough for us. And, um, <laughs> and yeah, and John, thank you so much. And you got to come back on soon. Hopefully uh, in short order, this gets to set in for you uh, that you did get to do this opportunity where you got to cross over two things that you loved from an early age. That's It's like me at one point realizing that someone paid me to put ice cream on pizza and, <laughs> and I, I realized that i got to do that uh, that, well, that sounds exciting <laughs> can we talk more about the ice cream pizza? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's, that's going to be the whole next episode, yeah, the whole next episode. <laughs> <laughs> well look, look thank thank you so much for having me on guys uh, I, I really appreciate it. it's been a lot of fun talking to you guys and um you know, I'm, I'm very, uh, very excited by, by what you guys are saying that you've really enjoyed it. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I'm, I am 
definitely feeling um, very, very lucky, very happy, very grateful to be working on this book. And I'm, you know, I'm going to do the best that I can so that it's uh, a good, fun experience for everybody involved. Hey, Gotham dwellers, make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to Bat Force Radio. We can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't miss out. Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs.